0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to another packed Entertainment Plus. With us, as always, is Ron, and today we have a special guest, Jaden.
1: Hey! Hi,
0: Jaden. Tell up? us a little bit about yourself. Tell, tell the people out there who you are and what do you bring.
1: My name is Jaden. I absolutely love theater. I've been singing ever since I could talk, and I'm part of an acapella choir at my school called the Heschel Harmonizers where I am the vice musical director and sing with a bunch of amazing people.
0: That's pretty cool. And the fact that you're a musical director will come in later. But with this special guest, I hope that you are also guessing what we're going to talk about today. The subject that we're going to touch out is the magic of theater or technology makes theater magical because theater... Is something that we can tell in every way. Every All we need is really is actors and a good script or a good music and we've got it. But when theater is done really really well it's completely magical. And we will begin as per always with a little shout out to a creator who changed the world or changed technology and the media around them and with the sub Even though we don't know about them. Even though they're a little less known, but isn't that the point of highlighting and sh- giving a shout out to creators? No, no, I'm just I'm just saying.
2: You know, okay,
0: okay. I'm just saying <laughs> that one of the reasons I chose this specific person is because when we're talking about musicals and movies and musical movies Nightmare Before Christmas. It is my favorite movie of all time. It is by itself a musical movie that has a lot of technology to create it. And we all, you know, thank Tim Burton and Henry Selick for it. But what we need to go is go all the way- Tell people how
2: many times you saw this movie.
0: Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch it every year on my birthday. I have been watching it ever since 93. And I watched it like multiple times. Only this, like this- past October I watched it every day so so if you so wait say. so if it, if
2: it was done 30 years ago you watched it every day that times the two, 250 how many years, 352. Three hundred fifty-six.
0: No, every day, every day in October. Oh, every day in October. In October. Yeah, no, not the whole okay. year. Although so that would be kind of <laughs> that's thirty. That's
2: thirty. That's thirty times in, in in
0: every year. Uh yes, easily, easily. Um, but even if I don't get times to do thirty, even if I don't get to do the crazy, thing, I always watch it on my birthday. That's my ritual. So three hundred times, easily, easily. I I don't even, I I can't even count. I would call you a fanatic of
2: The Nightmare Before Christmas. I'll take it. I'm
0: okay with being a fanatic when it comes to Nightmare Before Christmas. I have a jack on my back. I'm just saying. Isn't it it a great movie? (laughs) Everything about it is phenomenal. But the way they made it is step motion. And when we think of step motion, you know, we go for the new stuff. But if I'll tell you that step motion actually was created in 1926, That's when the first stop motion, actual feature happens. And we need to credit Lottie Reiner. Reiner. Lottie Reiner. Reiner. All my German friends just killed me, including Ron, who speaks German, by the way. Lottie Reiner, who lived between 1999 and 1981, was a German filmmaker who was obsessed with silhouettes so she would sit down and she will cut these really intricate silhouette figurines and frame by frame shoot them with lighting and created the what we call today step motion she is the pioneer of it and not only that she is also credited the first feature animation film which most of us will give disney with snow white but here we are in 1926 with a full length animation created by her and that's why i chose her to be our shout out for this week She's, she is the best opener for this musical theater musical theater edition of the show and when it comes to musical theater movies and you know shows p- being put on on stage and then being put on screen, there has been a lot of development in technology of how we make them, where they come from. And did you know, do you know, do you know, do you know what year came out the first musical movie?
2: Yes, yes, I know,
0: I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the guy, the guy in the glasses.
2: Nineteen twenty nine, the Jazz Singer, which is such a beautiful Jewish story. we
0: were so close, but it's nineteen twenty seven. Oh, wow. but it's okay. you you were you were there. You you were actually in the year. So, but that's how back we go to filming musicals. Into film, and it wasn't easy. We begin with the technology. Well, we begin with pretty much recording it, and then like lip syncing it and dancing, and then we've added stuff. We go to Forty Second Street. Now we have tap dancing, makes it much more complicated. We need to hear the tap. Uh, Jaden, you, are you are you a tap dancer? Do you do? I
1: actually do.
0: <laughs> oh, ooh, I actually fancy. do tap,
1: and getting it on camera would probably be one of the most difficult things. I've tried to record myself tapping. I've been in a class where we've recorded tapping. The sound quality, terrible. It's amazing (laughs) that movies are able to do it in a way where it's so satisfying and you just hear like the crispiness of the metal on the floor, it's amazing.
0: That that rhythm that it creates. If it's done right, it just feels your soul. And to think that in 1933, They found a way of making sure that that emotion of that hitting of the drum is going to hit us in the heart as it should be. And then we're going on and we have Singing in the Rain in 42 and and The King and I, and I think The King and I is the one that introduces like widescreen shots of these gorgeous dresses and people pirouetting and pedal turning and and just showing out those beautiful, gorgeous dresses. And we keep on going and technology keeps on developing and we're jumping to the future. 2012. La Miz comes out and La Miz has everything going for it. It's the musical sensation. Everybody's waiting for this adaptation. And now they're telling us that they finally have the technology to make sure that we're not listening to people recorded in a studio and then lip syncing or whatever. Now we have actors singing with live music being fed by an orchestra into their ears while they're performing. And what we're getting is raw emotion and singing and this should have been a phenomenal film but it wasn't it wasn't good and it was very stressful to be in everybody's faces with all those close-ups and and whatever we gained with music we lost with the visuals in some parts and instead of being this phenomenal movie it's just like a really meh but only four years later la la land i love la la land <coughs> I think we can agree that <laughs> La La Land is one mm-hmm. of, is somewhat of a masterpiece. It's one of those gorgeous it pieces is. of art that is just so unique and so amazing. And it uses technology much lesser than Le Biz and still brings us numbers that are so unique and so gorgeous. It, tapping. There's the dance sequence in the sunset next to the bench on on the hill. And they shot this and they had about 15 minutes to shoot it. And you've got Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone being the gods that they are. And they literally jump in and they start shooting and they finish and they go to the beginning and they go keep on rolling and they keep on going. And they run it three times in a row just to make sure that they have that perfect sunset in the background. When I don't we think jump, I
1: could ever do that. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> what time
0: is it i'm now? sure i'm sure that you've done i'm sure that you've done how is it that you go to rehearsals and then the director usually goes ah oh, last time one last time last time last <laughs> exactly. time for sure this is the actual last time and you're like just sweating and dying <laughs> one last time is the biggest lie in theater ever <laughs> so
1: true la la land
0: Crazy. works hard to create that beautiful visual and to bring us that and not only that we're talking about actors that learn piano to be part of that masterpiece and that's actually what makes it amazing and also i know that we disagree about this Fran, but i think that the fact that they don't end up together is what actually makes it the most perfect story because they do succeed individually they're just not successful together yeah. and I, it's it's yeah. different from all of the other musicals that we see
1: i have to agree with
0: near on this one true but i still like would, I like happy
1: endings. I gotta
0: endings.
1: agree. I gotta agree right, with you. There me. we go. I like happy it's, it's endings. It's refreshing.
0: It's refreshing to see a like sad ending, ending every once in a while. <laughs> no, like Ron it. is grumble, grumble, <laughs> grumble. Happy ending. I like my happy ending. Mm-hmm. Well, if happy ending mm-hmm. is what we want, then just a year later, you get the greatest showman who really, 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 for, for me, for the first time, and, it, and I know that there's a lot of critic on the story and on the music. You can say whatever you want. Again, we're getting... The music was great. We're getting a somewhat of... A, a very polished, almost perfect musical on screen. And it, it's not to joke. It's very hard to... And to we got do. a big star out
2: of that movie as well.
0: We've got huge stars. A lot of huge stars in that movie. It's not. It's no joke. No. Getting a cast that has huge... Jaden, who is the
2: big star of this movie for her generation? <laughs> Zendaya? Zendaya!
1: Oh, yeah. But she did yeah. not come from there, though. She came from... From Disney and the, no, yeah, no, Shake It Up came before.
0: And Euphoria and she's so like that. That that movie, that
2: movie made forever. her huge.
0: She's been she's been acting since the age of five. She goes yeah. by one name. Yeah. she's a star. What are you talking oh, yeah. about? Uh, yes, yes, I agree with you. But Spider Man gave her. A oh, bigger yeah. stage way before. That's true. Sorry, Spider-Man already broke her into, if you want to go into mainstream media. Uh, yes, yeah, Andaya is is the star of this. But there are many, like Zac Efron and, and Hugh Jackman, that is credible. Michelle Williams, I never in my life imagined that she would sing. And not only that she would sing, that even if her voice is not phenomenal, she... She, she is that example of when they tell you that even a non-singer can perform a musical theater song and do it really, really well. She is the proof of that. Uh, Tightrope is, is such a beautifully, beautiful delivery of a song. But we're getting such a good product. And it's, and it's years. We're seeing that jump happening so fast. And today we can shoot, if we were to make La La Land today... We can go into Warner Brothers Studios and have used those gorgeous LED screens that they're using for all the new movies instead of going out and shooting outside. They just take a really, really high quality video of that area. They put it on those screens behind the actors. And now we're shooting in a place where we have complete control of lighting, of the time of day, of what's happening. We can pause that beautiful sunset and have Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone just go for it whenever they're comfortable, give them rest, and they're also experiencing the world as it is.
2: But I want to tell you, there's something about shooting something when you're in a tight schedule and you only have this and this minute where you have to get it right, that makes it unique and special and you are able to do it in a timely manner. Whereas when you go in the studio and you have, you can do it over three days, People will do it for four days, you know, and, and they won't even get, be happy after that. So That's
0: very true. There's something about doing it that I, way. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm old school uh, coming from the last episode talking about uh, Steven Spielberg's way of telling a story. I am totally with that. I am a, a Nolan fan. I love old school cinema making, but I do appreciate the fact that when technology works well, it works well. But sometimes, sometimes in specific productions, we see that it doesn't matter all the talent, all the work, all the beautiful things that we have, and you're still getting something that instead of being, you know, beautiful, it's instead of being up here, it's down on its face. Ah. <laughs> we, we don't usually usually say bad things. We I I specifically I will speak to myself. I believe in art and I believe in the beauty of art, and I believe in mistakes in art and i believe that you know every production has its own right and I, I tried to look at the positive and it's very rare so we are
2: speaking about hulu's new musical show <laughs> called up here <laughs>
0: uh up here jayden stage is yours so <laughs> i
1: personally could not get past st- the first episode um it Really? Super... Not even the first? No, not at all. I I just... It was very... Cringe is the word, I think. Um, like, I got secondhand embarrassment from it, sort of. Um, the music oh, was no, so itchy for me. <laughs> the music was, like, very mediocre, even bad, I could say. Um, it. It had so many things yeah. going for it, and it just really failed oh i i had really high hopes after seeing all the directors and the music and the producers but no no <laughs> no
0: you've got some of the biggest names in the industry working on this you've
2: got you no know, there's there's a joke about uh about uh, netflix that uh, when you call netflix it's like netflix you're approved netflix you're green light netflix you're green light why? Because <laughs> everything that those uh, streamers do is so half-baked and they want to get it so fast to the screen that in some
0: instances, it really shows. <laughs> I cannot agree more. It, it, when you take Kristin Anderson Lopez, who wrote Let It Go and uh, Remember Me, someone who clearly knows hooks, knows exactly how to get us in and how to captivate us into being in a loop and just remembering every word of the song i remember both songs pretty well obviously for jaden and i maybe I it's a say, little me easier too. with <laughs> yeah musical theater we when you get something that just goes into your head that way, it just stays there. And it's perfect. And, you, and you've got uh, Stephen Levinson who wrote the book for Dear Heaven Hansen. So we have someone who really understands the time, really understands the generation, really understands the, the, the ideas and the intricate relationships that we need to talk about and what we want to touch. Then we've got Robert Lopez who wrote Avenue Q. So we know that this has a lot of humor, a lot of dark humor, and a lot in-your-face critic. And I don't understand how with all of that talent, we're still ge- I only watched two
2: shows and could not watch any more.
0: I watched the whole thing. I successfully <laughs> got the And mm-hmm. what if I will tell you that there's a second season or that they've set it up for a second season?
2: Oh, God. Well, they always set it up for a second season. But the thing is, like, will it be picked up for a second season?
0: The question is, what musical have you seen in recent years? Even movies, even TV, even those who do have... Con- you like Phantom 2. God knows why they wrote that. But (laughs) even when you have a sequel to a musical, it is, I don't, I cannot think of one situation where it happened that there was a setup for it, especially because usually when you watch a musical and you follow a character's story, you get to that catharsis of that character, and then you get the wrap up of that story. Musicals don't tend to cliffhanger you into the next Thing, but this show does, and it does it in a way that's just like but let's go back. We've got May Whitman, we've got Carlos Valdos, who are really, really great at what they do, and they're really sweet. And except for them, every other supporting character in this show is musically trained to like high level. And I'm not just talking about like really good, we're talking about Broadway performers and going up to the level of Brian Stocks Mitchell and, and Norm Lewis, we're talking about gods in musical theater. And eight episodes, and I don't remember any song. I don't remember any moment. I don't think I even care. Even the mechanic, the basic mechanic of the show, which is, Jaden, I, I think you described it when we talked about it before. You described it really well. It was a girl goes to. <laughs> what was it? Did you break it down again.
1: Girls in a relationship. Girl is unhappy. Girl moves to New York City to start a new life. As a writer, yay! That's it. Awesome, <laughs> that's, that's right? It. It's Druggle. a great,
0: great basic. It's Avenue Q. Avenue Q has, I'm moving to the city. What am I gonna do with my life? But but then like to add to that, they've added a really cool mechanic. On stage, I would have fell in love with this. Oh yeah. The main character has voices and these voices are people that we see and they sing and they kind of interact with them and, and they affect everything. But immediately with the basic plot, no, it's not
2: just people. It's the mother and father.
0: It's not always mother and father. It's not. It's it's people it's who true. have affected them in such mm-hmm. a way. And later on, and I'm sorry, I'm completely spoiling, killing this show. Uh, later on, we discover that oh. they don't even know the names of some of these people. Okay, that's okay. the level of how these. These are people that affected them emotionally for some reason in their lives, and they're now attached to them because of it. And it's cool because it creates a really cool, you know, remember the ending of uh, Inside Out? In right. Inside Out, at the ending, you got to see the little creatures in every brain, in every yeah. character. In the, That would have been something cool to steal because this show steals everything. There is a sequence inside that is completely taken out of Spider-Man Turn of the Dark musical, okay? Like one-to-one, it's the whole movement, the whole, the way they, the whole visual of that moment is stolen. So they stole things from other musicals. Not very why good not musicals, obviously, but why not steal better things? It's so easy. One of my teachers, one of the, the main thing he asked us every classroom was what would you steal from the performance you saw? What is the one thing that you would take with you and you're going to implement into whatever you do as an artist? And, and for years, I didn't get it. But then I see something like that. I, I did get it at the end and I use that a lot. But when I see shows like this, I realize of what I wouldn't steal ever And it it hurts me. It hurts me to say this on a production. It hurts me to say this about something that I should, you know, be happy about and send good vibes for. But it was horrible. I suffered. And... But you know, it's, uh, uh, this is this is not always the
2: case uh, uh, when we do uh, musical shows. I mean, think about Glee. That survived for many, and many Glee, years.
0: Even on, though it was studio Fox recorded, it did a really good job. Right.
2: And then uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Bombshell was show great. Called crazy ex girlfriend crazy
0: ex-girlfriend is a great example, Ron, because it's cringy, but it's mm-hmm. cringy in a way that's adorable and, and that makes sense. It, right. like, it, it pulls you mm-hmm. in, not like up here. That literally. Vomits you out
2: i mean it and it survived for like uh quite a
0: while i think it had had like 2015 to 2019 it had a really good run Mm -hmm. we do get when you develop it correctly and when you work we've just named four movies and two shows that are great at what they do and they're older we should have been in a much better Mm -hmm. place with this show and it's really sad and and you know what musical theater wise. And I think that's that's what hurt me the most. Cause when I was watching it, my wife was watching it with me and she was okay with it. She was kind of enjoying it in a way, but I was like, oh, but no, but like the story is not working. And, and like the way it's built is not, it's not built by a musical theater by the rules. It doesn't work by the rules. And you know what the the, the biggest sin So she
2: didn't say you need to add a rabbit to the
0: plot. always. You always need to have any show, anything <laughs> will have a rabbit in it is better.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what they were
2: thinking about fatal attraction. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like I got that reference time. Like That it.
0: is such an old reference. It's beyond.
2: They cooked uh, the ex-lover of uh, Michael Douglas cooked the uh, the kids rabbit. Oh, so,
0: no. oh. it's a terrible moment. It's a, it's a very it's a very intense. <laughs> <laughs> let's not joke of it. Very I'm good. waiting for that reading <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the biggest <laughs> sin up here does with everything and Jaden, you're about to die. The theme song for the show that you hear at the beginning, that takes about five hours of your life, feels like is the eleven o'clock number of the of the of the whole show.
1: Terrible.
2: You need to tell
0: what an eleven o'clock for uh, for for our non uh, for a non theater uh, professionals, Yes, yeah, geeks. geeks. The 11 o'clock yeah, number Professionals, <laughs> professionals <laughs> is such a better name for geek. Let's just um, say
1: professionals. I like that more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they refer to us as theater nerds. I don't think we even get geek. Yeah. But the 11 o'clock number is the moment in the show where the character that we follow, the main kind of protagonist of the story, gets to their breakthrough. It's the catharsis moment. It's the moment that they discover, that they change, that they go through what they need to go through to bring us, the audience, with them to the ending, mostly happy ending, and to kind of send us out to the world with some sort of knowledge, something that we can maybe implement, into, you know, some some truth or smarts.
1: And it definitely should not be this opening number that's repetitive and not very wow factor- None of that. It should be something. I don't even remember any
0: words from it.
1: Yeah, no, not at
0: all. Like, I I don't remember anything from it. And when it got the part, when we when we got to the part when it happened on screen, it took me through this montage that made no sense because it kind of broke even more the world that they've created. It kind of broke through to musical theater and completely broke the whole movie TV aspect of it for me. And. And then I was like, also, I didn't listen because I already heard the song so many times. I don't, it's like, it's like the thing that when you say something so many times, it loses its meaning. It's the same thing. I'm really sad. I'm honestly really, really sad that I am not sitting here like complimenting this Brigadoon, uh, not Brigadoon, Schmigadoon, Schmigadoon on Apple Plus. If I can take another musical show that does a fair job at what it does, that show is so musical theater and follows the rules so well that it really throws out people who are not musical theater out of it. And I hope that the second season is fixing that. But the first season was really hard to watch because it was stage on TV and it's it, it's it's hard. It's hard to do. But when it's done correctly, it's done phenomenally. And how do we but what makes musicals, TV, and theater work amazingly? like we said at the beginning is technology. And what if I will tell you that back in the sixteen hundreds, we've already started in developing and using technology. In theater, 1600s. That's when the flying rig was developed. That's when it was implemented and used for the first time. A flying rig, something that we use and see in everything almost. Every show has it nowadays. Even high school musicals have flying rigs in them for the most part, in a lot of things. And I'm saying that because what you don't know about Jaden is that she's coming off the fumes of High School the Musical the actual high school (laughs) music, something you don't hear a lot. Flying rigs are phenomenal. And and we've got turning tables. Turning tables have been used for the first time in the opera Don Giovanni in 1927. That's how far. 1927, if you remember, that's a year that we've got the first musical show. We're seeing that at around 1927, we're seeing some big moves in technology that changes things. And... The turning table that you cannot tell Miz and Hamilton without it. There are many other shows that use it, but Lemiz specifically they're trying to produce it without it. And it just doesn't really work for me. So you've got the turning table, and then we've adding sounds, we're adding lasers, we're adding projections. I produced a show off Broadway that only used projections of light in boxes like a comic book, and it was a comic book musical. It was so amazing. Like the actors would walk into where they need to go and the whole stage, lightwise, will change around them to create the scene. You can do phenomenal things. And when it works, it works amazingly. And one of the things that does it beautifully, one of the shows that I've seen that really kind of surprised me was the Harry Potter stage show. The Harry Potter stage show uses every technology known in existence about magic shows, about theater shows, and it uses everything to create a really truly magical experience. And the story is not the best; the plot is kind of basic. Out in like about in the third scene, I already knew exactly where we're going and how it's going to end. But it doesn't matter because it's so. You know, but we already
2: know that you know that about every movie, almost. almost show. So you're not, you're not, you're not uh, the average person fine, who
0: watches fine. this. But there was a moment. Really, Jaden, Ron, I, I, there was a moment. Um, it's kind of a spoiler, but not really. There's a moment in the show when they're using the time turner. And when they use the time turner, space around me folded itself. I'm talking about the whole room hummed. And I'm talking about my wife like humming and moving and, and, the, and the walls were humming and, and everything around me. And I was like, how did they do this? Because they've done a lot of cool things. But how did they literally make my world move? And the way they use technology with lasers and with high like frequencies and bombarding your senses with so much information that they literally are maneuvering and manipulating your brain in live show theater. It's incredible. That's and that's what I meant when I say theater works when it works. It works on its own. You don't need a lot. Torches for light and you need somewhat of a stage. That's all you really need to make a good show. Shakespeare proved that many, many years ago. But when technology And speaking of oh. speaking of Harry
2: Potter. I know, but you're speaking about musical. No, what I wanted so to long. say that Let's it's magical.
0: But Harry Potter is a good is a good, magical. Yes, it's good it's a good segue. I enjoy what you did there. There we I go. Enjoy what you did there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So now it's time to talk about the big news of the week. Harry Potter, the TV
0: show. Exciting. Jaden, I saw that you were excited as well.
1: It's pretty exciting. it's a bit nerve-wracking, though, because I feel like the Harry Potter franchise has been really, like, milked throughout the years. Books, movies, games
0: musical it's I not mean, musical it's a it's a show it's a, well there a were show. a couple of youtube musicals that are really really good by the <laughs> way if you go and google musical harry potter musical on youtube there's uh, some amateur shows that are just phenomenal
1: i mean yeah i guess technically there's puffs but which right there's Broadway puffs as musical. well which
0: is which yeah. is really cool but it, it's it, the to new- those who don't know it's <laughs> it's a musical about hufflepuff
1: yeah just so you would know my house actually
0: <laughs> oh um, I won't judge
1: don't judge <laughs> the best house. I,
0: I don't I don't judge you you yeah it's absolutely the best house absolutely <laughs> not mocking you at all you've got newt you got newt you've got everything that you need but Harry Potter is a big franchise and it's it's one of those franchises that against what Jaden says I actually <laughs> have to say that except for the movies that came out the last movie came out 12 years ago OK, that's 12 true. years ago, the first movie, I don't want to even think about 20 something years back. We're talking there. There is a generation that doesn't really kind of know the, the, the movies and the movies also don't cover everything. And I think that's the my reason to kind of be all positive about a TV thing. Taking away the fact that they promised us an adaptation of The Cursed Child, the, the, the theater show. Uh, with the original cast. They promised us an adaptation of Hogwarts Legacy, which is the video game story, into a TV show. And I'm not sure if the news about the remake for TV, Harry Potter into TV, comes instead of the other two productions, or it comes in addition. And I hope... I think in addition. Why do you think that?
2: Because uh, Warner Brothers needs a lot of successes, especially now that it was bought by Discovery. They need to show that they know how to... To create a better bottom line than they did in the times when uh, Warner Bros. was owned by AT and T.
0: Do you think it has something to do with the fact that Disney is doing so well with their big franchises like Star Wars and? Oh,
2: definitely, definitely.
0: Because because we're seeing Harry Potter, which is one of the most successful brands.
2: Uh, mind you, you know they could have bought Marvel, but they said, "Oh no, we have DC Comics. We don't need Marvels." So can you think? What an amazing universe that would have been if uh, Warner Brothers would have used to buy DC and uh, sorry to buy Marvel and united with DC Comics. No, first
0: of all, first of all, that would be an abomination. Having hold of both Ah. of both of the companies that make comics and make comics book movies, that would be that would be a monopoly, which is horrible. But if if DC the way it was ran would have taken Marvel we would have not been in this post you know, euphoria of, uh, of superheroes because we're, we're at the true. end of, of, that, of that genre. We're kind of seeing the end of the superhero uh, controlling the cinema. No, and I no, don't no, think no. it's going to end. No, I think no. we're going to get dumb, more yeah. movies, but I don't think it's going to be as crazy as it's been up till now. But then we've got Harry Potter that hasn't done anything really big and nothing new. And they're promising us a season per book. Which means that they have in in the world that we have right now with the adaptations, crazy correct adaptations like The Last of Us, and, and that we have Game of Thrones in. When you think about the technology that makes those adaptations and how accurate they are, and how well Game of Thrones a little less, but Last of Us is so. I want to see a Harry Potter adaptation that that's perfect. That is so that expands on the beautiful things that we know and maybe gives us a little bit more. But that also scares me well
2: they you know that the uh the company is uh is creating this uh harry potter uh series for their new platform they're um you know uniting discovery plus and uh, hbo max into a new platform called max which they will announce next week and uh one of uh, the what
0: max like zendaya and madonna one word <laughs> just, just so powerful just there max. you
2: go So I'm curious to see if they got the website for max.com, because that is probably unbelievably expensive or impossible to get. We'll see what they, what they made with that. But anyway, so, um, Uh, Harry Potter is one of the headliners of getting people to sign up for this new uh, service. So it has to be amazing. Otherwise, people will just join today and then disconnect tomorrow. The only
0: downside... They don't
2: want that to happen.
0: Yeah. And the only downside that I see to this whole thing is the fact that they want to bring uh, J.K. Rowling as a full-on producer, hands-on, every episode kind of to be...
2: She will not be the head. She's producer. not going to be the head. She she's is, not going to be showrunner. To bring she's
0: going to be a main producer, and she's going to have hands on the listen, production. She needs no,
2: no, no. This was probably one of the you know, you know how we, when you make Hollywood deals, there's all kinds of things that t- come into play. Her coming along as a producer will give her extra money than selling them the rights, the extra money, tons all of kind of stuff. Okay. Money. and she deserves every. She deserves every penny. She created all of this, so you know.
0: But don't make that she? face. I agree. Did. No, did I agree. She? she did create, and I appreciate. Yes. I yes. appreciate what she gave us. I, I love the creation. I'm a Potterhead completely. I I've been to the studios multiple times. I walked the streets. I've been to every set they shot. I've been to every place, including that castle in Scotland where they shoot one scene outside with Dumbledore and Harry. I've been. I've done. I've actually worked as a tour guide in London for Harry Potter. I'm obsessed. I've seen, I've done, I've been in every place. I know these movies. I see them every year. I've marathoned all of them think 23.5 hours straight through. I only peed when it was credits and I only got food when it was credits. I'm not I'm like, I'm obsessed. And with that, there are a lot of productions and there's a lot of good things that they can use in this world that will not feed her bazillion gazillions more monies. And, and, you know, Guys,
2: you're just you're just uh, 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 letting your uh, better judgment uh, ju- uh, judge your yeah. way of looking at her because she said some stupid she, things. She
0: didn't only say stupid things; she doubled down on those stupid things, and she has, Who she injured? has a women's a what? women's uh, safe haven that won't accept trans women. Exactly. It, it's not only it's not only being crazy and double downing. She's like harming. She literally is harming. That whole community, and that's not cool. Now, no matter what we do that has Harry Potter or the Wizarding World on it, she's going to make money. It's a, very, it's a very controversial subject, and people
2: are on both sides of it, and, she, and everybody is allowed to have their own opinion without being scolded for it.
0: There's no reason to be cruel to people at any level, and doubling down and writing a whole book about it. 400 pages of... She she wrote a book about a person that is being abused online by a group of people that they said something about. She literally told her story in a 400 novella. It's horrible. It's stupid. Now, if she were to go and say, hey, listen, made a mistake. It's all good. Or you know what? I'm just going to shut up. All good. The fact that she doubles down and she keeps on fighting this in a way, is kind of complicated. And there's nothing we're going to do. She's going to make money out of it. And the only thing I can hope is that they're going to develop the show in such a beautiful way that it's just going to kind of, you know, make people fall in love with The Wizard of the World. And,
2: and it brings us back to the same thing of like, you know, we shouldn't judge people on their
0: personal uh, uh, agendas, you know, for their art. I think it's you know? different. But we can't judge people for their actions. It's not opinion.
1: I think it's different when you have such a large platform and such like a large influence over people and using that in a negative way. To like put
0: down others. Agreed. Agreed. Freedom of speech is definitely there. And I'm all about being able as an artist to say what you have to say. But you also need to remember that people will react to it. And sometimes it's not going to be good. And sometimes... That's fine.
2: You can react to it. But banning someone because of it, I think is a bit
0: too uh, Well, boring. that goes into the whole cancel culture. And it's a big subject. And we're not going to touch on it now. But if we are touching about cancellations, E3 has been canceled this year. Yes, you heard oh. it. E3. <laughs> one of the biggest gaming conventions in the world has been canceled. Now, this is not the first time E3 has been canceled. E3 has been canceled before. It happened 10 years ago that it can, it was canceled for a few years and then it came back. And then we've got COVID that shut it down and it came or was supposed to come back. But what happened is that during COVID, all the big companies just has their own keynotes online and they've created their own way of communicating with their communities, like State of Play from PlayStation and Xboxes. Who cares? And I'm joking. Uh, Xboxes has their own. Nintendo Direct as well. Nintendo Direct. Exactly. We've got all of these happening. So all these companies came to E3 and they were like, hey, guys, we don't really need the stage. We don't really need the booths. We don't really need. And without having all the big names like Sony, Bethesda, Microsoft and Nintendo and the rest, E three just doesn't have a reason to exist,
2: and it's a shame because it was a gathering place for all the nerds and geeks uh, to come <laughs> together
0: and meet each and other. They Comic-Con and they have Comic Con, and they have packs face to face, at least because you know they always it, it do it online. Expo. <laughs> Yes, and Anime Expo. That's very true. Okay, so maybe it's not such a big loss. And, and and if we're talking about anime, this is a good moment to say, Brittany, we miss you, and we hope that you're enjoying your K-pop. Oh yeah, Brittany! She's enjoying her K-pop tour as we're speaking. She is having an amazing adventure, and we're waiting for you to come back home and love us.
1: Yeah, Brittany!
2: So E3 uh, is gone, but uh, Super Mario is here and here to stay. Uh Jaden went to see the movie, so how was it? I quite
1: enjoyed it. I think it was super great. It didn't stick to the original plot of the Mario games. It wasn't so much Mario's trying to save Peach from Bowser. Peach played like an independent role in this and I really enjoyed seeing it. Empowered Peach. There was this whole montage where she was training Mario. It was I loved it so much. She was so cool in all of it. And her hair didn't move at all. Magic. Perfect. (laughs) and they make a couple references to that actually like how her crown doesn't fall It's it's very funny it was definitely geared towards a younger audience but there were a few jokes that like older Nintendo fans would understand a bunch of references throughout all of the scenes a lot of like figurines from older NES games and like Mario's ringtone was the GameCube intro also super funny (laughs) you heard all the adults in the audience laugh the kids look confused obviously but it's okay
0: so a um, lot of fan service.
1: Yeah, a lot of fan service but in a but great they, way. But
0: they stopped with the Italian they accent, did right? Stop with so the like Italian Chris Pat didn't have him. um
1: There was a few jokes. Because it's very like,
0: hard to find Italian actors that are really very good. Very hard. So hard. It's so like complicated to find. A few people. jokes
1: here and there where they were Italian. And there were scenes with their family where their families were Italian. But their accent was more of like a very light Brooklyn accent. I wouldn't even say like an actual one, but very light Brooklyn accent. But yeah, I really enjoyed it, frankly, and I thought that the movie came to an end pretty nicely, but I'm pretty sure there'll be sequels. So I'm sure of it.
2: And it has lots of celebrity oh, yeah. endorsements, lots right? Uh, a lot of famous names
0: in there. Mm-hmm. It has Jack Black. Who Jack else? Black. Who, who, Jack who Black. Name? Who plays Peach? Who?
1: Anya Taylor-Joy.
0: There's another voice there
2: next to you. Who's that?
1: There is another voice.
0: Jonathan. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Did you feel the same about the
2: movie? Uh, I thought the movie was good. Jaden pretty much explained the plot. Uh, I thought the movie was cool. There were, like, a lot of references. Did you mention that? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, we also got to see Donkey Kong. There was, Ooh. like, a, all of the different universes, a few of them, from Nintendo ah. had, like, different parts and different islands. And I really liked seeing it. I liked seeing Donkey Kong, and it was really funny. This whole scene hilarious in my opinion.
0: The most important character in the whole kind of thing is Yoshi in it.
1: I'm not
0: allowed Ooh. to say. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, don't say anything. But you just got me excited. That's a spoiler, you got me excited. I'm gonna go see it. I would actually watch. I wasn't planning on watching it, but I will now. No, no, you should. You
2: should. It's a, It's a, And you know, Illumination Studios, report Dominions us the Minions, uh, all, uh, all 500
0: have, parts of you them. know,
2: created this. Yeah, they created this with the Nintendo and I think that this is like the next generation of the Minions because the Minions, you know... Are dead now or they have to go, be gone for a few years until you know they can come back again they'll explore the uh, nintendo universe and there's, there's to a discover. lot there to discover
0: there. there's icarus and there's like there are so many so many good ones but here we yeah. have another example for how a good adaptation can transcend beyond the media and how technology is bringing yep. us and letting us create these better adaptations and and better products and better pieces of art
2: and it took a long time until uh, this came to be so michael
1: day said they're gonna make a luigi's Mansion movie
0: that would be epic now that's a good story i hope that they follow (laughs) the actual story of the game though well kind of sort of i hope they embellish the story of the game because there's a lot of uh, mush this is a good time to thank everybody for joining us. First of all, thank you, Jaden and Jonathan for joining us. And thank you, Ron, for being with us. Brittany, we miss you. Most importantly, we want to thank the audience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. If you have any thoughts, any subjects that you want us to talk about, or if we talked about something and you thought that we missed on something important, please do send us an email. You can reach us at intplusshow at gmail.com. We can also be reached at our website at entertainmentplus.show. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Thank you very much, everyone. And I hope that you have the most beautiful day.
1: Bye, everyone. Arrivederci. Bye, goodbye, <laughs> Bye, goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye now.